This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to Swans Cast, everyone. So, an exciting week. Uh, we're entering into potentially the last week of the season. One of the last videos, the last sort of post-match this will. No, well, maybe we'll see. Last pre-match, I should be saying, for the next game because it's going to be the last game of the season. But we've got to talk about the match before first of all, which was a draw against Barnsley. However, ultimately, an aggregate win in the playoffs to get us through to Wembley. So, welcome back, Lee and Nicky, once again. Oh, yes. And how are you feeling, that Lee? Then, what's your week been like after that uh, great result for the Swans? Yeah, it's been good. I'm in a I'm in a good place actually because the Swans are uh, are doing well at the moment. Obviously, I'm filtering back into the office and I work with a lot of Cardiff fans, so it's uh, been a joy going back to work and talk to them about football and how their season is is going or went, I should say. Just been fun. Um, clubs are open again. So that's yeah. great. Not that I can get in any of them because they're all booked up. <laughs> and uh, it's been good. Went out for my first meal on the weekend. So, yeah, we're have? good at the moment. Enjoy. I had I'm gonna a guess. pizza. I was going to say, let me guess what uh, flavour. Margarita. Oh, I love one pizza. I actually had a calzone. Oh. Folded pizza with, like, ricotta in it. And meat. Oh, my God. Amazing. So, where do you have that from? Just to plug it, as you know, my uh, my partner's family have opened an Italian restaurant in Swansea, La Toscana. So, check it out. Absolutely yeah. stunning food. Not sponsored, by the way. Just, uh, just a family sponsored. plug there. It's family ties. We should be sponsored, though. But no, we're not. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Nicky, how's your week been? Ah, uh, yeah, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been all right. It's been, well, I was, I was dead happy on Saturday. I was in work when I watched it, obviously. But like I said, I won't tag, uh, I won't tag work on it. I'm sure, uh, obviously, I'm sure they won't see this. Well, you never know. It could, it could be some secret songs fans. You never yeah, know. Well, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I went out for my first meal actually as well on the, on the weekend. Went, went went to a Greek place. I enjoyed that. And uh, 
Well, that's what happened. Well, I watched, I watched the Sunderland game against Lincoln. I totally enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Why did you yeah. enjoy it specifically? <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't tell you why, Lucas. No, um, to be fair, I know, I know Sunderland went out. Obviously, for the, for the patrons who live around me, it's a bit disappointing. But it was actually quite a good game, to be fair. Um, Lincoln deserved it in the end. Like, Sunderland was, it was terrible, but yeah, it was quite funny, really. Just back on that for this week as well. Just enjoyed football again this week because in class, all the second legs really were were brilliant. Even like all the league, the Newport game was probably the best game of the whole playoffs, and that was the last one on Sunday. Yeah, enjoyed that. But like the Brentford second leg was class. Blackpool and Oxford was like three all. The Swans game obviously was was great for us. Um, the Sunderland Lincoln game was brilliant. It's, yeah, it's just been a class class week of football because, yeah, it was sort of getting bored of it because the, the Premiership was sewn up ages ago in the relegation. So was the um, Championship, really, apart from the relegation. So the games on the last day. Um, so uh, yeah, it's been a bit it's been a bit stale for a while. But that this week of the playoff games has been class. I enjoyed it all. Well, that shows you, doesn't it? Like when people are on about like a couple of years back when they should scrap the playoffs and things like that. Oh, like, what should be thinking? How could you scrap the playoffs when you've had like a week like this? You think to yourself, these games have been great. It's been end to end football, hasn't it? It's yeah. exciting. It's, it's probably the best thing to happen in football. You know what I mean? So good. Playoffs are yeah. exciting. Uh, my week's been a little bit less exciting. Obviously, you had uh, the Swans. I'll tell you what you didn't mention Eurovision. I thought that was it was a good Eurovision. Oh, yeah, Eurovision. Yeah. Uh, Italy winning, which. Um, I don't think I wanted them to win at the time, but the song's grown on me. I did want Iceland to win, to be honest. But no, then also... I, yeah, Iceland are the best. They they were in it last year, weren't they? Yeah, there's a couple of repeat performers, though. They basically offered everyone that was in it last year the chance to, like, if their country allowed, to just go in it again, because they didn't actually do it today. So um, I think they have to make a new song. I think that might have been the rule. But, uh, yeah, so I think Ukraine was another one, that, that throat singing. I think it was Ukraine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that song's just been mad. So I, I I love Eurovision, but sometimes you like you watch it and you think that one is garbage and that one is class, and then good one finishes like way it's down not garbage. It's not garbage. That Ukraine what, throat singer's banging. Just got to like oh. do, do, do. <laughs> got to get oh, your head bobbing. Mean, like the Italy one. When I listened to it, I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, but I guess if it was in English words and you could actually see what he was saying, it might have been good. I didn't like it at first, but I've listened to it a couple of times. It's actually grown on me a bit now. It's not that bad. Uh, I tell you, I've not heard any of them because I didn't watch Eurovision because well, I'm working night shift. There's I know I'm going to have to watch it. I'm going to have to watch it because you've given it, you've given it the you know, you give it the green light, lads, so I'm going to have to yeah. watch it now. Before we get on to the football, I just want to say, right, I know the UK had zero points, but uh, the song was shit. And so was the singer. He sounded like he was down bamboo in the karaoke booth. The performance was awful, so I'm not surprised at all that we got zero points. Like everyone's saying, it's political. Maybe there is political stance to it, but it was not a good performance. And like, and that's what we get for just picking someone up off a game show and chucking them in. Well, I don't really understand what we're expecting, to be honest. Look, the guy seemed nice, and he seemed like a really nice guy. And he's not awful. He can sing far better than me. But what I'm saying is, a lot of the other guys there. Had really good voices, and I felt like his was a bit ropey. That's all. It was it was poor to be fair, but we've, we've had zero before, mate. Yeah, 
It seems like we're going to a strategy here. We've got to go, he should play four to back. Definitely <laughs> play safe here. Play four to back. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. He's gone defensive there. He's parked the bus. Yeah, he's, he's, gone. he's gone. He's gone he's Sam Allardyce. He's gone full on Sam Allardyce. Speaking Alardyce, of defensive, though, who didn't play defensive in a second leg playoff was Brentford, who ended up turning round a 1 0 defeat in the first leg. Actually going 2 0 down to Bournemouth. Uh, they ended up winning the game 3 1 and winning the leg. Well, the, the aggregate tie. 3-2, which, where have I seen that before? Hmm. Um, maybe a little bit different to how it happened last year, but the final result was the same. So, what do we think about this game then? Quick, we won't talk too much about it, but quick yeah, thoughts. I just, I'll just take it quick. It was just um, a surprise, I said, about the last game. They were so open. They got caught on the break so many times, Brentford did, in the first leg. It could have been more. Um, and they got caught out really early as well in that game. Like from their own corner, and I thought it was game over when uh, Bournemouth scored. But I think the um, penalty and the red card helped them out. Even though we have penalties and you know red cards, and we have all the luck. But yeah, make of that what you will. But no, I was definitely a red card and definitely a pen as well. But yeah, I think um, Ooh, cracking game. Pen. I think it was questionable penalty. Agent <coughs> Meffer. Or... I thought it was a questionable penalty. I thought it was very questionable. He tried to pull I'm actually trying to think what happened, actually. Because I remember thinking of the time, like, it was the a penalty. He, like, yeah. Mark Condes goes to the byline and uh, Lloyd, Kelly, Lloyd yeah, yeah. Kelly's, like, sliding to block the cross, I think. It hits his knee and then it's up into his arm. But his arm's, like, like as he's going down, it's, like, kind of there. Because he's sliding. Yeah, in. but he's, he's trying to pull it in, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's trying to pull in, it in. That's what I mean. It's, like... It's questionable. It's harsh. It's, it's harsh, but I think what, what we've got to say with our non-biased glasses on, by the letter of the law these days, it is a penalty. Yeah, it is, yeah. So the ref um, made the correct decision by the letter think, of the law. Yeah. The question mark hangs over if you agree with the the law and how they, they interpret the law of handball these days with all the changes that have happened recently. That's where the question mark is. The ref, I think, has done the right job ultimately on the book that's in front of him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I understand. We would want that. Yeah. Law needs to be again, doesn't it? If we had it, though, we probably would have been lucky. So, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like you were saying, before we like move on, I know we want to be quick on this thing, but like you said, Brentford are a very open team, so hopefully when we go to Wembley, they'll be quite similar. That's where fingers crossed for Touchwood. But like, what what was the whole entire team doing in within the twenty five yards of Bournemouth score? Uh, Bournemouth score. I'll never know. That's absolutely dreadful defending on never mind amateur level, never mind professional yeah. level. Doesn't Dan Juma just see the space and just peel off? Like oh. thinking if oh if a it's ball comes over you, I'm in. Should always be man halfway at least one man and halfway. Yeah. There was no man halfway. What, what are you doing there? That's yeah. bad. That last last word on that though. That I've said this so many times this season. That Dan Juma is such a player. Oh my god! If we if we go up, I'm not sure if we could afford him. But my god, that would be the first one on my list. He's absolutely class. I take a couple of Bournemouth players. To be fair, I'd probably take Billin. I'd probably take Brooks, Luma. Um, yeah, I don't know. That might be it. Luma reminds me a bit like Fur. Yeah, that's that's one. I thought Billin is as well. Maybe Billin is a bit like that. Yeah, he's he's a good player. Billin, he's good. Good in the air. Gets about the pitch well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think. Uh, I mean, I think. Yeah, the red card, Bournemouth. They were up against it at that point. I think Brentford were all over them. They were all, they were over them before that, but even more so after. You think like 
Bournemouth 2 0 up, they're going to try and sit back. But I think when you try and sit back and allow the pressure on with 10 men for like, what, 70 minutes, it's always going to be a tough ask, especially with the quality that Brentford have. I said in the pre match, I didn't think they wouldn't score in two games in a row. Yeah. And that proved true. Uh, they did enough. And they're looking good going into the final, I guess. But, you know, they, they have their their previous record of never winning in like, what, nine playoffs that they've been involved in, never being the ultimate uh, winner at the end. Some players, I just actually was on the Be Sorted uh, Brentford podcast. So check that out if you would like to listen. I was on there for about an hour. I'm not sure what the final edit's going to be, but we talked quite a bit about the match. Um, so check those uh, the thoughts out there. But we were talking about some of the players is what I'm going to get to you. Um, I think Tony's the obvious one you talk about. But I think uh, Jean Elt, he's definitely one to watch. Like We're going to have to win a battle in midfield to have a good game Saturday. So he's definitely one that we need to watch out for. And I don't know if Marc Andes has ever played when we played them recently. But um, I think he, again, he's a little bit less in the headlines than some of the other players. But... We need to stop him getting the ball to the likes of Tony because I think you've got to stop the chance because, you know, if he gets the chance, he's going to score. I think you've just got to press the midfield, haven't you? They, yeah. they, you know, I mean, if you, as long as you've got pressure on the midfield, like, you know, I mean, you, you're gonna, they're going to struggle to get the ball up top. They've got to probably have to re, you know, rely on, well, I know they don't play long ball, but they've got to play risky balls, if you know what I mean. Yeah. That will suit us a lot. If we can get, get you know, the, the, the midfield, midfield three, pressing on on the midfield then we probably can get quite a bit of ball especially on a big pitch like Wembley it's a big big old pitch Wembley it's not like you're playing at the Liberty or you're playing at the well Liberty's a bit bigger than Brentford's ground but you know I mean it's a big old pitch you know what I mean so there's a lot of space to utilize as well yeah so um I don't want to touch too much on like looking towards the final we touched on a couple of Brentford players there based based on the performance from the the Bournemouth game they ultimately won that game 3-1 as I already said and are going through as 3-2 winners across the two legs. So we knew they were going to be dangerous. I think, Lee, you've been calling it since, like, I know you plastered all over Twitter, or you call this since uh, early March. I've got to go, I I gotta go back and find... It was, in, it was in the international break, it was, when we did the running podcast. Yeah. I said I could just see a Swans-Brentford playoff final, so I'm going to claim that yeah. all the way through. So, well, it's meant to be. Unlucky for Mind you, I've said I've said thirteen thousand different things around that, but that was right. So I'll just show that one. Yeah. Unlucky Bournemouth, like um, I think you know, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to playing them. If we had to play them, we didn't do that well against them this season. So, is what it is. But Brentford's also going to be a tough game. But anyway, let's move on to look at what we did against Barnsley before we do finalise on looking ahead to the to the weekend. So. We obviously went into this game 1-0 up. Um, tight game. I think we all called it was going to be quite tight in in this game. And we took the lead again here through, you, you could say quite a similar goal in some respects, like a left foot finesse shot. Quite the different approach though. Uh, Mac Grimes, was it a free kick into the box that breaks to him on the edge and he's got some fancy footwork. I think it's Britain that charges out of him. Um, in hindsight, probably should have just stood him up. But he gives he gives Grimes the opportunity to sort of dance around him, and then he bends it around a couple of people into the far corner of the goal, and it was cracking goal. To be fair, I think the keeper's going to be having nightmares about Swansea players bending into that corner. But it happened two left-footed goals in the playoffs, and it was quite reminiscent of a certain playoff goal ten years ago by uh, by the player that he's probably doing 
the same job as in the team, Leon Britton. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad how similar that was. Yeah. He? I remember I remember screaming when he first got it to hit it and when he cut back instead of hitting it, I was thinking, oh, he missed the chance. I'm like, oh, why didn't he hit it? And then all of a sudden it's just nestled in the top corner. I tell you what, for the for the pressure that lad was under there, the, the, for the feet and the way he puts that into the puts that into the top corner, uh, that that is absolutely quality. Fair. I've never been um, a massive Matt Grimes fan. Like I think sometimes you could do a bit more. I think some people probably watch this probably could think they probably could do a bit more. Uh, you know, sometimes I think he plays a lot lot sideways sometimes. But I tell you what, that, that the feet to get in is under pressure as well. Like you said, from Britain was charging down him. He, with the feet and he, and he stroked it home. It was a great finish. Fair play to him. Got to give him credit there. I've always uh, given him quite a lot of praise, to be fair. I do quite enjoy Mark Grimes, but um, he's definitely proven in some big moments lately. He's had a couple of goals this season from outside the box. Actually, all of his goals, I think three goals this season, they've all come from outside the box. Um, but that is his, by far his biggest contribution to Swansea. And as captain, that's a good way to lead the team into a, into a playoff. Final, so hopefully he can continue that. Mm-hmm. He came we out. Made, I say we made that point as well on another podcast, like having Horahan on the pitch because he's taken that free kick. Grimes is it? Grimes is in that area to do that. Whereas before, Grimes would be taking the free kick, wouldn't he? With yeah. nobody on the edge of the box, really, with that capability. Yeah, exactly. I think it would only be George Byers, probably. He's not here now, but um, yeah, exactly. That that's that, and uh, I think. Matt Grimes came out quite ballsy, saying that you know we learned the mistakes from last year. We were going to go into the semi-final and do the job after learning from last year. And he's put his money where his mouth is a little bit and done and done the job. Like him and the vice captain Andre R, you were the ones that have come up with the goods. So fair play. Anyway, going on throughout the game a little bit further. So Barnsley did get an equaliser in the second half. There wasn't really too much chances in a way for Swansea. We we had a two 0 advantage and. You know, understandably just sort of held on to it and when I say held on to it we weren't holding on to it I think we were quite comfortable to be honest I don't think really looked that much under threat but Barnsley did catch us on the counter attack and it was actually a really good goal to be fair to them uh, great by, finish yeah it was a great finish Corley Woodrow I think Grimes is actually the one that slips he's he's, uh, yeah. he's tracking back he slips um, when going to make the tackle that probably would have stopped the counter attack even if he stops him running forward, and yeah, you know it, it's a different result. But um, the cut back um to Corey Woodrow by Jay Williams. I don't actually know. It's not Jolly Williams. He's a Cardiff, isn't he? Yeah. Jordan Williams. Back. Jordan Williams. Right. It is Jordan Williams. So he cuts it back and a good first time finish from. Uh, it is first time, I believe. Oh. First time finish. Freddie Woodman's got no good chance. Finish. It was a brilliant goal. Yeah, it was a great finish. Yeah, great finish. So you die well, they were gonna come at us from that point, didn't they? Like they 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 won gold back. What do you think after that point? How were you feeling? I I felt a bit to be honest with you. Like I said, I was watching it in work, but like like you said, Luke, we were alright. Like we felt we felt comfortable up until that point. I felt like we probably weren't gonna concede the goal. I thought we were gonna yeah. see this game through. Yeah. Um. Often Grimes slips. If he doesn't slip there, either A makes a tackle and puts up for throwing, or B he makes a foul because you can see him going to lunge in to go to make a tackle. So yeah. that ball lands sixty yards further up the pitch, doesn't it? But after after the goal, then obviously like 
any any normal fan would. They, you start to feel a bit nervous now, like because obviously they, they start. You know, Barnsley's game is is to pump the ball into the box, isn't it? To make yeah. just to make chances. If anything falls falls on the six yard box, they're going to put it away. So you did feel a bit nervous, but before that though, I would have said Swans Swans were in control of the game. I think so. I think we weren't necessarily like like I said battering them down, creating chances, but we were controlling the game, controlling their limiting their chances. Like they had more possession slightly and they had more shots, only three on target. We weren't, you know, they, they can shoot if they're going to be off target. We, were, we weren't giving them a proper sniff at goal in that respect. They didn't have a big chance. We had one big chance. And the funny thing is, we didn't even score a big chance. Um, but this this is what we said before. It's so hard, been so hard to sort of describe the Swans this year as like a playing style because and it doesn't work. Obviously, it looks like that we just sit back and um, you know, we're just sitting back and waiting for teams to score against us, which is what was happening when we had that like poor run. We haven't really changed the way we're playing. So when everybody was slating, like, oh, we're playing rubbish, we just parked the bus, we just, you know, all this sort of stuff was flying at us. We played the same all season. It's just now that we've had a rest, the games are important. The way that we play is perfect, especially for a playoff, yeah. playoff run. Earlier on in the season, we saw it where looked like teams were battering us and it felt like that when we were watching the game because obviously we're allowing teams to have more of the ball like we did on on Saturday we're just soaking up this pressure they're not having massive chances just a solid sort of unit we're not conceding like clear-cut chances where teams are in the post and Woodman's making 100 saves and but we're just sort of biding our time be solid and we're just taking our chances where they come um sorry so it was brilliant the two legs defensively we were solid yeah, exactly. caught us one goal on the break, and I can't remember of a massive chance they had. Be Woodman no. save in the first leg, but yeah, it was, it was they, good. They didn't have any big chances in the second leg. The goal they created was not like it was like a half chance. You know, it was a good finish in the end. Um, maybe even less than half chance to be honest from where he hit it, but it's a fantastic finish. However, Corey Smith should have put the like should have made it. He should have put it to bed. And he's come out and said about this actually, and had a bit of a laugh about it, which you can do afterwards when it hasn't actually impacted the result. But um, all of a sudden, it just breaks for him. He's played in. Like, but you know what Barnsley's high press is like. They they always press in high anyway, and it's always the opportunity to break it down. But they're all inside our half, lose the ball, and Corey Smith has just played in inside their own half, so there's no offside with all the Barnsley players further up the pitch on him. And he's just running the length of the pitch. And uh, as he said in his interview afterwards, he's had too much time to think. And he, he goes to round the keeper thinking he's going to be like a striker for a minute. It just falls over. It just falls no. over. Do you know what I would have done? Do you know what I would have done there? Right, you could. I watched it back as well. Things like that. You, right? you would have chipped the keeper. I would have chipped the keeper. I would have definitely had one touch and chipped him. Right? Do you know why? Right? Because either A, it goes behind the goal and it wastes minutes, or B, you score. It's, it's one of them things, isn't it? If you chip the keeper from there, that that far out, you're either going to score or you're going to lob it behind for a waste of few minutes. I don't understand yeah. why you try to take up the keeper, but that's. But, it's you know, funny now. Know. It's funny now. But if fans had got to go now, back, yeah. it wouldn't have been funny at no, all. Would it? Let's be honest. Everyone oh, just, been... it just, yeah, just fell to the wrong man on the pitch. Man. I'm, I'm so, 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 so surprised he didn't chip him. I'm so well, he hasn't scored this season, so maybe that's why. Eh? <laughs> He's probably just like not used to being in that situation. It made me laugh though, because when he tried to go round the keeper and he slipped, you just think, just smash it. He's not used to scoring goals. Just hit it. Just smash it. Can you imagine you just rounded the keeper like Ronaldo esque? Dillian Ronaldo and just scored an yeah. absolute worldie of a goal. Yeah, I don't think that was ever going to happen. Oh, can you imagine? 
Well, but to be fair, I personally, I probably would have gone for the chip. I know it sounds odd, but I would have gone for the chip because he was. If you watch the replay back, or if anybody watches, watch the replay back. The keeper comes, like as soon as he takes that first touch, the keeper comes and then he starts to go, and there's so much space in between the goal and the goalkeeper. You think to yourself, that's an opportunity there. But like, yeah. he's not like a centre forward or anything, so it's it's a bit harsh, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, like we said, because it didn't matter in the end. It's uh, you can have a laugh about it. Anyway, so good game for the Swans. Um, done the job. Scenes, you know, good scenes at the end. The players obviously worked hard for it. They've worked hard this season. And they've got themselves to Wembley, and there's one more, one more game to go now for the final final product. And as we've already touched on, the opposition is the team that knocked them out last year. So opportunity for revenge, you could say. But there's definitely a little bit more bubbling under the surface here, and I'm sure the media will play it up. Thomas Frank will play it up. Everyone will play it up. Um, it's going to be an occasion. So it's one of them, as I said on the other podcast that I was just on to the Brentford fans, it's kind of like whoever wins this is going to have the last laugh in this mini rivalry for now, at least for now. Because you're not going to be in the same yeah, league next so. year. So it's kind of like the end of a chapter. Whoever's going to yeah. win this game is a... Uh, have the last laugh for now. That's, that's, I think that's a good way to put it. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about that game. Uh, but there's one thing I want to mention in regard to team selection, and it's this is probably the downer. We'll get this out of the way first. And I'm quite sad about it to be honest. But it's Wayne Routledge getting injured, it's been confirmed as a cruciate ligament ligament injury in his knee. So I feel like that might be his career done. Yeah. Which is sad. It's so. a sad way to go. No, um, it's, it's it's gutting, isn't it? He's months think, away um, from a testimonial as well. I think uh oh, was it only months away from his testimonial as well? Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope they do, but uh they didn't I didn't they didn't really seem to care about like Dyer do they? I know he's there a lot. Like not as long as Rutledge, but he just seemed to disappear. Yeah, yeah, I've been. But... He's still there now. He was there before Rutledge. Oh, yeah. But well, I guess these the thing, the thing is though, like with these players, well, like Rob Legend Dye and things like that, they've they've been loyal servants of the club and they whatever they've been called upon, they've turned turned up, haven't they? Yeah. You know, these these are the type of players that need to be celebrated and like you said, look, it, it's it is dreadful the way it's gone out for him, like cruciate ligament. But like if if he obviously I I can't see him getting a new contract at the club. But hopefully he stays at the club in some sort of capacity, maybe in a coaching role. Yeah. Because he deserves it. He's been a great professional. That's, he's that's what he asked for, isn't it? As well, that's what he asked for, like last season, <clears throat> to sort of uh, have the contract, but that opportunity to learn to be a coach as well. And I'm pretty sure Steve Cooper said they would give it to him. I was getting on. Did you see Steve Cooper after the game as well? He was devastated, wasn't he? Yeah, like, talking about yeah, was I know. All I can say is, it's uh, as much as it's not nice to go out with an injury like that. Uh, at least he got to play at home in front of our fans one last time. Yeah, which is probably the, true. you know that's one positive thing. To, to one positive way you can look at it. I think that's uh, he's been uh, in all fairness, or just to say he's been class me because he was like just a lone man on me, just like so many different lone spells everywhere, and then just seemed to settle in here and has done for so long. And uh, yeah. they got to get massive. 
Massive credit and massive love from the fans because all the fans will love him. For whatever, whatever he's given to this football club, he's given everything, hasn't he? So you've got to give him massive credit, massive love. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be, he's going to be a big miss for the final as well, mind just because. Do it for you know, a pitch. Yeah, you're a massive miss though because even if he didn't start the final, so good to bring off the bench. You know, in the later stages of the game, defensively as well. He, does. he stretches teams, doesn't he? He's still got that, that yeah. you know, the, the, the little yeah. bit of behind, and you know, he's got, he's got like as he's obviously as he's like later on in his career, he's become more wiser, than he. So he knows what he's doing. But like, like I said, massive love to him, massive respect. He's a great player for the Swans. Yeah, indeed. So now we got out of the way. The question asks then, because I'm assuming we're going to stick to four at the back, unless Steve Cooper's got a massive like surprise of his sleeve here. Um, who replaces him? I would argue it's a straight you bringing Callum back in. Uh, against Pontus Janssen against these big the big centre halves. Uh, to be fair, he's done well against big centre halves. Yeah, he well. well. The like these these like Janssen's he's he, like he's always very experienced centre half. I I I don't know whether they want to try and probably chance low through the middle. Well, they, I, they play three at the back, don't they? So you matching them front three for. The back three. Maybe just have him interchange in. Have Cullen run in the channels if he needs to. I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Cullen. I do like all this. I, th- I, I wonder if maybe the occasion, um, because obviously that was a big game on Saturday, but maybe tactically brought coverage in for Cullen. I wonder if he would be tempted to play, um, the corner Roberts on the wing. Instead of uh, I push I I hope but I know I don't don't really like IU in the middle. I won't maybe play. maybe the three in the in the up front could just rotate rather than keeping IU in the middle. But um, but if you play Connor Roberts on the wing, you can shift into a back five in the middle of the game rather than changing it sort of sixty minutes or seventy minutes. You have to commit to a back five or back three with the wing backs obviously. But um. You can do it in the middle of the game. So when Brentford have got the ball and they're pressing, you can go into a back five with Connor Roberts on the wing and Norton as a third centre-back. And then maybe in spells of the game where we're having more ball, Roberts can push up into a 4-3-3. Into a three, three. I don't know whether maybe... maybe like ugh, It's difficult, isn't it? Well, it's up to the manager at the end of the day. But maybe if you play low up top and maybe play Cullen a bit wider. I know he's a, I know he's a natural centre-forward, Cullen. But... If you play low up top, bit of a physical presence, and we'll run into the channels. You know, give give something about them two centre halves. Give something to think about. Like Janssen's not he's, he's no spring chicken, is he? You know what I mean? You know he's had a few years on him. Like low run into the channels. You want to be one to be chasing sure. low into the channels, and then like low, and then Cullen cutting into the box. In you know what I mean? Where he's more of a finisher. Yeah. I mean, crossing the ball and then getting him. To, you know, think, you know sure. it's, it's something to think about. Hard one, isn't it? You could, could, like we see we we haven't got strength in depth, but he has got a couple of options. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I want Connor Roberts on the wing again in this game. It's tough. I like it's, I don't know. I I can't. I'm just glad I'm not Cooper making or, this decision. Or will or will obviously Valerie's injury change his mind and make him play the back five anyway just from the start. I don't. Like I think he see... will. I don't think he will. I think he's committed to this back. You match him. You match him, Brentford. You match in Brentford if you go back five because that's what they're doing at the moment, isn't it? So do you match or do you go a different way? I don't. I don't want to see how you play up top because I think he gets a lot more. His quality on the ball when he's up wide, he gets a little bit more time. He gets a bit more. Well, that's how he scores that goal the other day. Yeah, Shift, yeah, shifting him out wide has been the best yeah. thing that happened this season. I think whatever, whatever he chooses, I think he has to keep Ayu out wide. 
and maybe interchange like I don't know whether you're going to play Roberts or wide on the other side. I, I, I don't know. Maybe move Ayu the other wing, or maybe play low up top and play Cullen up wide. You know what I mean? But I, th- I think Ayu needs to stay out in the wing. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I was saying in the first place before it happened, it just Ayu drags defenders in, and um, if you drag in two defenders in the centre of the pitch, it's a lot easier to defend. If you drag in two to the the wide parts of the pitch. You might be creating a gap then for someone else to run into. So that's that's what I like to see. And with Cullen making the runs that he creates then as well, it just allows a lot more to happen up front. Even if Cullen's not the one that's maybe having the chances, it allows like Low to get in behind or or are you again to get in behind? So that's why I would maybe start Cullen out and up striker and all that. Yeah. I don't know whether like 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 we said like we said maybe start calling up top. I don't know maybe maybe start low to run into the channels or be a bit more physical presence up top. Because yeah, like I said, Janssen he hasn't he hasn't got a lot of legs left in him. He's not going to be want to be chasing him. Well, if you can get if you can get a Janssen, he's strong in the air. But if you get if you run in behind Janssen, he hasn't got a lot of legs, and that's what he wants. Yeah. That's the point. and yeah, if that, they're going to if they're going to commit players forward like they do, um. Know low and Ayu and Cullen, whenever they end up on the pitch because they take like that they sort of rotate around. Like in the first leg against Barnsley, Cullen was popping up on the wing and stuff like that. With those three up there, they could get in behind that defence. And look yeah. again, I know oh, we're just running through the options, aren't we? But also, Adamy would be a little bit disappointed if he did go to the back five to start because I think it seems like then on paper it's probably not the case, but it seems like on paper that you've already said like. We're going to try and defend, yeah. sort of take in. We're changing tactically a little bit just to sort of sit back. And I think you sort of you sort of lost the game then. I mean, you well, we we played with the back five against them last time, and that did not go well. As much I as we got what, a point, though, right? it wasn't a good I tell game. What, the way we defend against Barnsley, you probably I know they're going to be a different but different oppositions against Brentford. But the way them this might be a big call now. I'm I'm throwing out there, lads. I'm throwing out there. Right, the way Kabango Gray. You know, I think they can handle Tony. I genuinely think they can handle Tony. I think he's more than capable. If they got, if they minds in the game, they more than. I know he's the top goal scorer in the league, but I think they can handle him. I think they've got the pace, they've got the power. They're big enough. They can do it. I think they can do it. Big call. Yeah. Big, big call. It is big call. It is big call. You better hope but... Tony doesn't score, mate. Or you're going to be out on out of context EFL. I will be out of context, yeah. But I, ba- I back them. They, they are they two superb young defenders. I think they can do it. I think they genuinely can do it. If yeah, they got I mean, in the right like, frame of mind, they can do it. They can do anything. Them two centre halves can do anything they want to do. I mean, look, if Tony scores, like you know, he's a he's an absolute finisher, isn't he? So he could score from that. So, I think you're right. I think they they are capable of playing against him. There's nothing to be afraid about. Yeah. The, those two being in there, and even though they're so young. How how good were they though in the two legs? Exactly. Five, I guess Barnsley. Yeah. Still okay. surprised in the first leg that he didn't start Bennett. I thought with experience, experience doesn't matter when those two play like that. They seem like they've played for years. Yeah. Nice to see. It's all so good. Because you said earlier in the season you weren't sure if Cabango had like fallen out with Cooper because yeah. he seemed to be dropped, but obviously not. I think he's just managing him well. And I mean, if we don't go up, you could be at risk of losing him in the summer. I think. Cabango is brilliant. Look, Gray, Gray, he is class, right? He is absolutely brilliant. I think Cabango is just as good, but he, 
we say that he doesn't get the limelight as much because he's not from Chelsea. Oh, Gray he's not is English. Chelsea English under twenty one. He gets a bit more sort of uh, praise. I'm not. I'm not saying this unjustified anyway because he is absolutely class. Gray is. But I don't think Cabango's not far off in those two legs. Oh, Cabango's class. The only thing I question. The only thing I. The only thing for me about Cabango is is sometimes for me, well, is that. He, like he's got an option to play a short ball, and he doesn't. He plays it long. Yeah, that's the only question. Uh, yeah. that's the only th- I know. I know what you say. He's a young centre half. He doesn't want to make mistakes and things like that. I, I totally understand that. It's big pressure on the boy's shoulders. It is. You know, he, he's a young age playing championship football. Like you know, he, maybe that'll come with a bit more game time and things like that. But like, you see, where he's he's so calm, he's so collected yeah. on the ball, yeah. and he'll play, he'll play the ball into midfield, or he'll he'll yeah. he'll take a touch and he'll move into midfield and things like that. I think. That's the like that. only criticism of Cabango. He won't, you know, he, he likes to go long a lot, doesn't he? You are right. I agree. He is very good bringing the ball out, isn't he? He's very good at that. Very calm. And, but people saying about, like, then going back earlier on in the season, you know, Cooper's rubbish and Cooper's rubbish. But, um, the, the way that those two played is credit to him because when Gwehi first came down, he was rubbish and people he played in that game against Hull didn't he when we oh, drew like 5 all or something and he was all over the place he was so raw what Cooper has done with him working on you know working with him all this time look at him now he's, he's, he's quality and same with Cabango he brought him in in the derby didn't he, he played away um, yeah in the game time at home wasn't he yeah. well away away as well Wilmot and Cabango yeah, they yeah. were brilliant yeah, young players in a big game um so this is, you know, credit to Cooper. And people will say like how good Gray he is. That's why, that's why Chelsea were happy to send him on loan. Cooper, look what he's done. And same with Brewster, really. Probably could have done with another season with us, just because that's how good Cooper is in nurturing the players. Where separate, and two centre halves with the world they feed. If they want it, they can have it. They, they've got loads of potential. Gray, he's will, he's he is ready made. He's a Premier League defender for me now. He could easily make the step up for me. Cabango. Like you said, he doesn't get enough credit for how good he is, but he is—he is very good defender. Um, yeah. Either way, either way, I think way he plays in the Premier League next year. Yeah, I think he does as well. Yeah. Okay, one question then before maybe we do have score predictions. Um, who from each team is your key player or one to watch for this game? And I'm not—you don't have to pick the obvious. But you can if you want. If you think that's what's going to make the difference, but just. Uh, just a question to sort of near the end of the video. Yeah. I got a massive one for Brentford. Mine's out the box of Brentford, mine is. So I think he's a big player for Brentford. Yeah. My one, first, my one for Brentford is Sergi Canyos. I think he's a solid player. He, he, he gets back well. He's, he's a key player to how they play. He is a he, like see he was a winger originally last year when he played under Franks and now he seemed to go on into the sort of like a left wing back role, hasn't he? Yeah. And he does so well at that job and he's aggressive. He puts a ball in the box and he links up well the midfield and and obviously with Tony. I think he's a key player. We need to keep I think we need to keep him quiet. Well, do you think Norton can do that or is that a job for Conor Roberts then? I think you've got to keep shit. Norton. I think Connor. I think you've got to keep Norton because of the experience. Experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think Connor Roberts is a class fullback. He is. He's a great fullback. I think. I think he's a Premier League footballer as well. To be fair, Connor Roberts. But um, 
with, with experience. Like, he can get quite fiery, Roberts, can he? You know what I mean? Sometimes the emotions sort of take over in games. Yeah. I think it does. When it does as a local boy as well, I think he put a lot of pressure yeah. on himself. Oh, he's, 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 he's desperate to get us back up. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, and that's that's natural. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. is like he's cool, calm, and collected. He's like he's like daddy cool a bit. Like, like as long as he body. doesn't get sent off this time. Yeah, Norton did sort of pull up the knee in the first leg, so I wonder if there's anything. Oh no, yeah, I think the second leg. I think second leg. Sorry, obviously. Sergi Canios is probably going to be one of the key. I know like people will go for Ivan Tony, but you've got to look what's around him. Yeah, what's exactly. They've got to feed him, haven't they? Exactly. So I think Sergi Canios will be quite a key player for them. He gets up and down the pitch very well. Like I said, he was a midfielder. You know what, full-back. He's very aggressive in a tackle. He gets forward well and he gets back well. He links up well. So I think he's he's a key player to watch. Over for the Swans. <sighs> Well, it's, I, to be honest with you, I, Andre, I, it's down to him. It's down to the big man. Isn't it? He is that. He is that little bit of extra quality on the day. Like you said, like you saw against Barnsley in the first leg, we would be we would under the cosh a little bit, wouldn't we? You know, we would take we would be taking a bit of a pummeling at one point, and he just turns up and he kills one in from the edge of the box with left foot, but Premiership quality puts it in the net. That's all you need in a football game. If he can turn up and do that at Wembley, we've got a great chance, haven't we? Yeah. Lee. Um, oh, it's a few for Brentford. I do like that and Wemo, even though he hasn't scored the goals that he scored last year. Um, he's missing I his friend, he's isn't he? Ben Rama. Oh, no, he's caught. But I, I tell you why. BMW. I tell you what I'm <laughs> always worried about. Oh yeah, BMW last year. BMW. Um, that um, that force is good, but he comes off the bench doesn't he, a lot. Yeah, but he always good. seems to he always seems to do some damage when he comes off the bench. So that's one to look at if he doesn't start. Um, he always seems to cause a bit of havoc when he comes on. So, we'll have a look out for that, I think, if, uh, you know, if the game is tight or, you know, we're winning 1-0, we're winning if it's still nil nil, and he comes off the bench. Um, that'll be the one for me. Swans. I, Nicky said, are you? So, I'll change up a bit. I'm going to say low. Because I think that... He had his good spell, didn't he? And then he dipped, and then he had another good little spell. And I think in these in this playoff run, he's been brilliant with the runs he, he's been making. He's settled into playing on the wing now, which is where he needs to play. I think he's been classed in the playoffs. And if he scored that goal in that first leg, where he turned the defender inside out and um, went for the far corner, if that went in, that was brilliant. So I think he, if oh, he does that, if he does that in the playoff final, uh, he scored a lovely goal for Portsmouth in. Uh, I can't remember if it was the playoff final or maybe like the, the Johnson Peake trophy final or something or uh, for Portsmouth. He's got a lovely goal at Wembley. Chipped the keeper. Oh, he's uh, he's alright for the big occasion at Wembley. So, low goal would be class. I, hope so. I, hope I think so. he, he might do something as well. Uh, but I'm going to say for Brentford, I mentioned it earlier, uh, but Jean Alet, is that how you say his name? I just think he's key for them in the middle at the moment. Um, you know, they don't have no guard, maybe. I don't know what his availability is going to be like. He got injured in a warm up, didn't he? So, But that might help them, the fact that they don't have to accommodate both, but they can just use him as the key man. Obviously, he scored in the last game. I just think he's, he's well run to show in the middle for them, and he's definitely going to be. If we can win the key, the key battles in the midfield, 
that's going to really help us in this game. And I think he's the one you've got to you've got to get on top of. So a job for Mac Grimes and Jay Felton probably that is to make sure they they come out on top. Then it's not going to be easy. And then I'm thinking for us like you think in the playoff like I know I know you said Andre are you but sometimes what wins a playoff is someone popping up that as you know maybe being a bit quiet or a defender pops in with a goal and it's like a 1-0 for example I feel like but, a Jay Fulton there's a Jay Fulton here or something like that I, I was thinking Jay Fulton but I'm I'm just thinking like he's been quiet for a while he's had a lot of stick is this where horror hand just goes and sticks a blight like a worldie in like Telemans in the FA Cup final. Oh, yeah. Or a free kick or something. Imagine that. Makes, like, ends. I think he'd be a legend then if he does. He's had a lot of stick, but no one will care anymore. No one will care. Kills in an absolute wonder free kick. Yeah. And then everyone will be like, well, that's why he's in the team. I think I think he has dropped off a bit, isn't it? Maybe this is a stage that he that he, yeah. he will pull on. Maybe he's yeah, been right there before with Villa, hasn't he? So you know, oh. did he score in the oh, final? Oh, it was um, in the final. No, he scored in the he scored in the in the semi final. He scored a lovely goal against West Brom. So maybe he's gonna like score in the final this time. Maybe. Maybe we just, hope. Let's hope. It got me excited now. Imagine just an absolute screamer from Horahan. Yeah, so I'm gonna say Horahan for us because sometimes it's just someone you don't expect, you know, in these sort of games. Yeah. So, uh, oh, well, look at last year. It was uh, Kyle Norton screamer incoming. Oh, <laughs> Jake Bidwell. The one he scored a Sunderland. Yeah, the one he scored yeah, Sunderland away. Is that Sunderland away? Norton's goal. Yeah. The Claremont. He's got an absolute screamer. Didn't he? Imagine one of them. I was thinking, oh, I remember, was it last year? Yeah, last year, wasn't it? Fulham, the left back scored two goals in extra time. Crazy, crazy. Random, yeah. So, final, th- final piece then. What are we going to say the score is going to be? I'm going to go first because I just did my prediction on our other podcast. And it's probably not what everyone wants to hear. But I'm going to, I also, when we did that graph thing, that infographic that we did a couple of weeks ago, um, we all predicted like Swans Brentford final or whatever, and I said we're gonna lose to Brentford, didn't I? When when you've, when you've done that, so I'm gonna go consistent. Um, but I was saying to Billy just now, I think it's gonna be very tight. I can't see it not being tight. I would be so surprised if they like put a couple past us and we just look uh, like you know it's not a competition. I would be surprised. I'd be you know disappointed about if that happens. Like. If we lose to Brentford, they're a good attacking team. And as hard as it would be to take, it is what it is. As long as we put up a good fight, is what I said, basically. So I think it's going to be tight. I think maybe one all at full time. And it's, I think in extra time. I think in extra time, they're going to to win 2-1. That's my prediction. I hope I'm wrong. And I'll be pleased. I I cannot deal with anything after 90 minutes. That's all you've got me for. That's it. So we guarantee, we guarantee the nil nil though. Guaranteed nil nil. We're all going to say we're going to score a goal and be nil nil. We're going to lose in extra time or penalties. I'd rather lose three <laughs> nil. What are you saying Just, then? What are you saying? I I genuinely don't know anymore. But I think look, on paper, Brent for the better side. I mean, they've been class for two years now. As much as we don't like to admit it, should have been promoted at some point. Um, 
I think the the best three teams in the league finished one, two, three. But um, as I keep saying, when people say can the Swans win, I keep saying, oh, you know, anything happens in a one-off game. Brentford play like they can; they'll beat us. Unfortunately, I think they will. And I think they are overdue to go up. And they, everyone keeps saying, no, you know, they've lost. They've been in like nine playoffs and not go up. So I would hate it if it was us that broke the the spell like we like to. So I don't know. I'm back and forth, I'm back and forth. Because is the pre- the pressure's on them, isn't it? Oh, God, go get off the fence. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm just, I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. You're inching yourself in the pool. You know when the pool's really cold. Yeah. And all, you're yeah. inching it, it's not a toy in. Just teasing you. Building the suspense. You know, my head would say, my head would say like 2-1 Brentford. Because it's a playoff final and anything happens in Brentford and the pressure, I'm going to go 1-0 Swans. Then World War Three will erupt then. It's just 1-0 IU, last minute penalty. Kyle Norton, mega dive. Mega dive. Can you imagine the eruption? Don't even Kyle. joke about this, lads, because we again, like, we're getting repetition for this now. I've just been, oh, just, I've just been oh, quizzed yeah, on all this. Okay, Kyle, if you're watching, go down. Go down. Are there any in the box, 95 minutes, go down. Go down, kidder. Nicky? Uh, I'm, I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I know Brentford, they are a tough team. They are, they are a very good football inside as well. But I think, I don't think they're the same team as they were last year. I think they were a better team last year. Definitely. Well, they've got Ben right. Rahman and Watkins, and it's exactly easy to replace. I mean, Tony's done a good exactly. job with his goals, but exactly. they I haven't think... replaced Ben Rama. No, they are definitely not. Right. So I think, and I think, well, clearly we are. We we are a better team than we were last year. So it was a lot closer yeah. than what people think. So obviously, it was it was. I know we drew one all up there, didn't we? And they obviously we do, and we and we do, don't you? But. I think, I think the Swans are gonna get. Oh, here we go, Vice. I think the Swans are gonna. I think the Swans are gonna get two one. Two one. I hope so. I hope so. Who's gonna score? Two one. I, I believe. I believe in them because I know. I know what you're saying. Lee, uh, uh, like Brentford probably deserve it, and they are. Yeah, to what? Like, like you say, like we all a bit biased and things like that. Like to the, the prejudice the own club and things like that. And they have been a fantastic footballing team over the last few years. You can't knock that. You know, be fair play to them. But I think these games are built sometimes on one games, and I I, I think we have. I, I think I was talking to you the other day, Liam, and we said um, we, we, if we are on our game and we can play like we've been so defensively solid the first half of the season, and it shows that we we've done that in the in the playoffs as well. We can hold them out as well. So I think I think we can beat them. I, I'm going to go two one. I hope you're right. Who's going to score? I'm gonna say Ayu. I, I think Ayu will get a goal because he is the big man for the big occasion. He is. He's done it so many times for us. I think he'll get a goal. And I think big shout. Here he comes, Liam Cullen. Oh, I'd be class if he scored in the final. Cult hero status. Just to, just to, just to, just to make sure that I was being serious. I didn't mean Ayu. Ninety-fifth minute penalty. My actual prediction would be low, one-nil, low. Liam Cullen, if you're watching, you score kid. Go down. <laughs> Go down. Go down. Go down. Okay, well, 
I bet you were wrong in the, in the <laughs> half moon. I am the half moon. I am. It's a bit. It's a bit sad in a way though because in the playoff final and we'd all be going when we end up be forty thousand Swans fans there and it'd be yeah. absolutely buzzing, wouldn't it? So it's a bit of a shame that it's yeah that it's this it's good, season good where there's not many fans in. Good to touch on that because obviously we've been pushing for the ticket situation. Go on, Nick. I, th- I generally think we can do it. I generally, th- I genuinely think we can do it. A lot of people like, like I know we're playing Brentford. And they are a great team. I just, I got this feeling inside me. I feel like we can do it. Like I know sometimes you hype yourself up for disappointment. Well, I, I think you're hyping like yourself up a little bit. I don't. I feel like we can do it. I genuinely, the thing is, though, you want the players to feel like that, don't you? You want the yeah. players to feel like you can do it. Of course you do. You don't want to be doubting yourself. If you can't do it, you won't do it. So no. if you think you can't do it, you won't do it. So I think they can do it. Definitely. Right. Steve Cooper, legend. So <laughs> what I was going to say is, obviously, look, um, let's leave the rivalry aside for a second. So uh, Billy from the Be Sorted podcast did contact us the other day to inform us about this push to try and change the decision for um you know the the ticket allocation not you know i understand we all understand why there's a limit <clears throat> but the problem is the fa cup final had a different limit which was basically twice as much is that that's about right over the numbers yeah about yeah, twice yeah. as much as what they're giving for this match and this match is further down the line if anything you'd argue they should you know things are better people have had more vaccines uh, the rates, I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but you'd, it just doesn't make sense, is what I'm trying to say. So, um, obviously, the petition is out there. So, if you haven't seen it yet, we have retweeted it. It's, it is on our Twitter, so go sign that. Um, hopefully, if we keep making noise, things, you know, there might be some more things released. That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is nothing happens, and we're in no worse position than what we are now. But, you know, if we can keep pushing this thing by in the next couple of days, a couple more of you might get the chance to go to see this game. Um, from both Swansea, from Brentford, uh, Newport, Lincoln, all the other playoff games um, will all benefit from this. Hopefully, it's not just about us and them; um, it's about everyone really, and having that equal sort of uh, stand-in. Because even if they had the Champions League final in Wembley, which they did try and really hard to get, they were gonna up the allocation for that as well, and that would have been on the same day. It's not fair, is it? It's so, not fair. What's the difference? Mm. And I also want to say exactly. while we're talking about this as well. There should be no tickets for corporate in a situation like this. I understand why they're there. Sponsors, whatever, they get an allocation. But in this sort of circumstance where you've got a limited allocation, you should just, after the year where you've not been in a stadium, it's been shit for everyone. People have lost their jobs. People have been dying. They've lost family members. All of those tickets should be going to the fans, not to the people that just sit there and don't even care about the game. And half of them won't even turn up to the game. So I just think it's ridiculous they've even got an allocation. Doesn't matter what the number is, um, so they need to do the right thing and up the allocation for the fans. So just get behind it. If you, you know, sign a petition, retweet it, shout the word on Twitter, Facebook, whatever you're on social media. Uh, the MPs are backing it, the clubs are backing it. So let's just keep making a noise and hopefully it makes a difference. Yep, good on them. Well done. Yeah, no, no you did right. Like like you said, people people have lost their lives doing this thing, and like like these sponsors, you know what I mean? They. You know what I mean? At the, at the end of the day, it, it is it's a fans game. But what what it proved with the Super League thing, it should be it should be given back to the fans. It should have a lot more in there. Like you said, it's it's a bit of a hypocrite thing uh, with with the FA Cup and the Champions League thing. You should you should definitely have more fans in there, like yeah. from both clubs. It, it's only right. It's, all, it's and, and from every club that's to play in the playoffs, like Newport and Lincoln and on all these other teams that are playing in 
Brentford, all these teams are playing there. They should have more fans in there. Every, you know, yeah, making yeah. the experience. Yeah. I think uh, a bit of a strange one, though, isn't it? Because I'd argue that the, the Championship playoff final is as big as the other finals. Maybe well, they, like they commercially. They call it the most expensive game in football, don't they? Yeah, I mean, like commercially, maybe the Champions League final probably gets more viewers and everything because it's the, the bigger teams. But in terms of importance for the clubs involved, the Championship playoff final is. It's probably the biggest game. Well, it was like a record when we won it last time, and it was like ninety million. Isn't it like two hundred million now? Oh, it's gone up now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's gone way up, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, it's. I think it was hundred eighty million, wasn't it? Something like something, 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 something close to two hundred. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount. But um, indeed, they need to reconsider that. So just keep making a noise, as we said, and hopefully we can ah. make things happen. But on that note, thanks for joining, on, joining Lee and Nikki. Thanks for coming back on. Thank um, you, boys. Don't forget, guys, to always subscribe. We've been growing quite a lot lately. Actually, we've had like 30, 40 subscribers in the last week or two. So thank you very much to all of those who have uh, supported us. Uh, keep commenting on the videos. We always like to read them and we comment as quick and as much as we can uh, around work and stuff, you know. So we are trying to do this around our around our jobs. Um, and yeah, it's good. We enjoy it. So that's why we do it. Follow us on Twitter. That's where we're most active. We're And feel free to message us. We're always trying to support things and support other people I know there's been a couple of wrestling posts lately trying to support some of our friends that are doing some other things in Welsh sport so it's good to push to try and grow other Welsh sports as a community, I know we're called Swans Cast but it's uh, it's good to sort of get out there a little bit more I think sometimes as well and yeah, check out the, the podcasts on Spotify um, this should be going up on there too but obviously if you're watching it at this point you've probably just watched it all on YouTube So, but other ones in the future, check us out on Spotify and um, yeah, that's basically where you can find us. So thanks again for following and supporting. And we shall see you in the next video. See you soon. See you later. Up the swans. Thank you for watching. Don't forget if you enjoyed the video to click the like button to help us grow. To keep up to date with all of our new uploads, hit the subscribe button and push the bell to ensure you are notified of all of our new videos. As always, engage in the comments and let us know your opinions on what we discussed today. And if you want to support us directly, check out our new merch where you can find some awesome sponsor-related t-shirts. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.